going on, everybody? This is Sparta Chris. I'm here with the Generational Gaming Entertainment Network, and welcome to episode one of the Theater Room. Uh, I'm excited to start this show. This is the very first episode, so thank you for joining me and for watching. Um, if you're new, please like, please subscribe, and just so everyone knows, today we're going to be talking about Marvel, uh, more specifically WandaVision. I'm Honestly, I'm a little biased because I missed Marvel so much that I would probably like anything that they released. So I was psyched for WandaVision to come out. Uh, if I'm being honest, I was a little bit more psyched for Black Widow, uh, Shang-Chi, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But if this is the first show we're going to get, then I, there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm all in anyway. I'm ready to go. And I kind of want to break this down episode by episode. Uh, I waited for the first three episodes to be out uh, specifically because I know the first three episodes were what was released to reviewers and anyone else who's kind of into this stuff early. Um, I wanted to almost make sure we were all caught up and on the same page. Um, the first thing I do want to say is Judging just from episode one, I got to give Disney and Paul Feig, Feige, whatever his name is, uh, some credit for going all in on the parody. Uh, I did not think they were going to parody for the entire episode, parody as detailed as they did. Um, but I mean, with the laugh track, with the black and white, the accents. Uh, does anybody remember that Wanda comes from Sokovia and had a very thick accent when we first met her? I recently watched Age of Ultron, and she sounds like a whole different person. Um, I'm sure they're leaning into that because of the parodies. Uh, in this first show, so from what I've read, they are basically parodying the Dick Van Dyke show and some of I Love Lucy. I never really watched the Dick Van Dyke show, uh, full disclosure. I Love Lucy I've watched. My wife also loves I Love Lucy. And to me, it, I was found myself smiling and giggling at the little jokes that I know came from the idea of just kind of poking a little bit of fun at the old school TV shows. Uh, I like that, that they didn't hide the fact that Wanda and Vision have powers. Um, it was kind of like interesting to see them take the idea of these superpowered beings and almost kind of show us what it would be like if you have people like that living in the 50s and the 60s and from the old shows. I thought the, the episode was funny. Uh, you know, I, the the kind of slapstick humor they had, the kind of weird, uh, um, uh, kind of loud jokes that they would tell, all, all made me laugh. Um, but the things, that, you know, I, I kind of want to watch the show for the mystery. I'm, I want to know how this will now continue or begin phase four of the MCU. Uh, I love the idea of the shows having a much bigger impact or a much bigger connection to the movies. Uh, so, you know, I, I was kind of like, my eyes were darting around the screen looking for any hint I could find. Um, so we didn't get a ton of hints, unfortunately, in the first two episodes. I know uh, clearly the reason why Marvel or Disney released episodes one and two together is I think they wanted to get the two, what I'm hoping were the slowest episodes out of the way and go straight into, uh, you know, get straight into the real mystery, which comes, you know, we see a lot more of it in episode three. Um, I do think a couple of points that I wanted to make about the show is I do think that the heart over the number 23, uh, while they tried to play it off as, you know, the heart meant Vision's boss, um, I think there's more to it. And it was, you know, in my mind, it's almost like 
the whoever's watching, whoever's controlling, didn't expect them to kind of deal with that mystery right away and quickly came up with a solution um, to try and just kind of throw them off the scent. Um, you know, Vision and Wanda not remembering anything that happened before. It's, you know, it's kind of a smart way of doing it because none of us know what happened uh, up until Endgame. None of us know what happened from then to now. So we're kind of left asking the same questions that Wanda and Vision are asking, um, which I'm sure was done on purpose. Uh, you know, the, the choking scene at the end with, with Vision just kind of sitting there and waiting for Wanda to tell him to do something. I mean, it made it very clear that while she might not be in full control of the things she's doing, she can directly influence what's happening around her in this town. Uh, I believe the town's called Westview. Um, you know, so we all saw the sword agent. I, th I feel like it was hard to miss at the end of the show, the sword agent when the camera zoomed out and we see somebody watching and writing notes about the WandaVision show. You know, I don't know if it's been confirmed, but we did see Nick Fury on what everyone believes is a sword base in space. And from my knowledge of the comic books, sword is basically the same as shield, but just for world ending threats versus the ground level threats. Although I guess you could say things like Ultron was a world ending threat. So one thing I thought that was interesting uh, in this episode was Mr. and Mrs. Hart didn't really seem too weirded out by the fact that Vision just phased his hand inside of Mr. Hart to save his life. Um, I thought that was weird because the whole episode, they made it a point to show Vision change his appearance and Wanda kind of remind him, we can't let anybody know that we have these powers. And then they use the Vision's powers in particular, specifically on Mr. Hart, and Vision gets a promotion out of it. Um, so I guess saving his life rightfully should get some sort of reward, but it, it just kind of didn't vibe with the, the overall show and what they were trying to do, um, which kind of makes sense since, you know, in that scene, if, you, if you're paying attention, the whole episode used the multicam sitcom format where the cameras are always kind of further back, almost like to make you feel like you're an audience member watching. You know, you never really kind of get zoom-ins, close-ups, and things like that. Maybe some various angles, but you're still always kind of back looking in. And the moment Mr. Hart, Vision's boss, started to choke, the camera suddenly is now almost like on the dining room table and like zoomed in on their face, slowly coming in to kind of see all the emotion. Um, so, you know, that whole scene, I guess, was meant to be weird. And uh, I'm assuming either Mr. and Mrs. Hart, their memories were erased by Wanda somehow without realizing it. Or what I kind of think is that they were almost instructed beforehand to just kind of ignore any of that stuff. Uh, we'll get into more like theories and stuff later, but um, I, I think it's almost more realistic that they have some higher up who's controlling everything or someone pulling the strings behind the scenes who basically said to them, no matter what happens, just ignore it and act like, no act like you didn't see anything wrong. Um, on that note, though, I, I did a few things I want to, uh, two people I want to mention, uh, Catherine Hahn's character, uh, I believe her name is Agnes. Um, I know a lot of people think she's playing a witch from the comics named Agatha. She, you know, it's too big of a name to have as just like a side character like that. She's a great actress. She's been in a lot of good comedy movies, a lot of big movies. So um, clearly she's going to have more to do with the overall story. Um, and I need to mention Deborah Jo Rupp. So she's Mrs. Hart. For anyone who doesn't know, you probably recognize her from a million other shows like Friends and The Ranch, 70s show. And her acting, if you want to see some world-class acting, you got like her reaction to her husband choking. If you watch that scene and just watch from the nose down and then watch from the nose up. And you just, both halves of her face are 
portraying completely different emotions. The bottom half is smiling and laughing and giggling all nervously, while the top half is scared for either her life or her husband's life, if that really is her husband. The way she was almost like giggling and through the laughter pleading with Wanda to make the choking stop, I thought was just an excellent kind of piece of acting, really pulled me into the scene and got me excited for her. Let's talk about episode two. Um, so episode two jumped up. Uh, I don't know how many years. Uh, and from what I was reading, it really kind of, really kind of parodied the show Bewitched. Um, again, like I mentioned earlier, very light on story. You didn't get a lot of the hints. I think you got a little bit more in this episode, but nothing uh, uh, really seemed to happen. Um, it was kind of more of the same vision. Wanda trying to hide the fact that they have powers trying to kind of join into this community. Um, it's a very sitcom kind of problem to have. Um, we did get to meet who we know due to casting announcements, the, uh, the adult Monica Rambo or Rambo, or I don't know how you might pronounce it. She's the daughter of Captain Marvel's best friend from that movie. Um, so she's grown up a lot since uh, that movie now. Um, but she, I think went by the name Geraldine in the show. Uh, but you know, they kind of hinted at that. She kind of is in the same boat as Wanda and Vision. She doesn't really know. She almost kind of draws a blank before of what happened before she was in the town. She doesn't know how she got there, and she doesn't know you know what's going on. You know, she kind of hinted that she saw, she sees some things that are a little weird. Um, and I d did really love seeing Vision act drunk. Uh, I didn't really expect him swallowing gum to be the catalyst for something like that, but you know, it's kind of something I didn't know I, I wanted in my life. And now that it happened, it better happen more often. Um, you know, we got a, I think a few more hints this episode. Uh, with the bright red helicopter. Um, I believe in the trailer there was a scene of a red helicopter flying over what we assume is the town or maybe you know the sword company or the whatever is controlling this. So I'm assuming that's some sort of foreshadowing, um, kind of hinting to Wanda that something like that's going to happen. Um, I did think that Catherine Hahn's character kind of nonchalantly mentioning that Dottie, who was the neighbor running the talent show, is the center of everything. Uh, has a lot more meaning. It was kind of very quick in the, in the episode. Um, but then you also get shortly right, right after she says that Dottie making the comment of the devils in the details and Catherine Hahn's character responding with That's not at all. That's not the only place the devil is. Um, that kind of feeds into a big theory that's been going around the online that I'll get into in a little bit. Um, you know, you see the guy coming out of the sewer has the sword logo on his back again. You know, one thing I will give Marvel credit for is uh, if you look at the comic books, the character, the characters for Sword, look like almost like uh, little Frankenstein's, kind of like white with a black face, and you know that's a great interpretation. The B costume is like a perfect, and now a perfect uh, life live action version of that. So you know, gotta give him credit for that one. Um, I did think it was weird though when Wanda rewound time. So we know that the Time Stone doesn't exist anymore in our MCU. In our MCU timeline. I don't know that Wanda ever had that power in the comic books. I kind of have to look it up myself. But it kind of stands out that she did that. Um, I wonder if that just applies to what's happening in this town. Or if that's some sort of manifestation of her powers. Now that the time stone is gone. She got her powers from one of the Infinity Stones. So maybe it's like a rebalancing. Or a way for the Infinity Stones to kind of reemerge at some point. 
Um, you know, I kind of hope they move away from the Infinity Stones. We've had it, had it for 10 years now. We don't need them anymore. Um, but there's definitely something more to the fact that she's controlling it so, so much that she can actually rewind time, let alone the fact make herself pregnant. Um, you know, I, I do want to add, though, that uh, hearing everyone chant for the children after Dottie said it reminded me of Hot Fuzz uh, when they would chant the greater good. And truthfully, anything that reminds me of Hot Fuzz is going to earn some points in my book. Um, I did notice that, you know, I didn't mention in the, in the first episode, the ad was for a Stark Industry toaster. And I know it had that red beeping. Um, but in this episode, the ad is for a Strucker watch. And my wife actually pointed out that I missed it had the Hydra logo on it. Um, so, you know, clearly the ads are meant to connect somehow at some point. They're all connecting technically directly to Wanda. You know, it was, it was a Stark missile that exploded uh, when her and her brother were young. And Strucker with Hydra are the ones who unlocked her powers or gave her powers or however that's going to turn out. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, so clearly they're all connected to her directly. Um, and then the radio, you know, I, I couldn't really figure out who the voice was uh, on the radio. But, you know, asking Wanda who's doing this to you kind of solidifies what I said earlier about she might be in control but somebody is manipulating her. Um, we don't know who. Obviously, we don't know who. Um, but there's definitely someone, like a puppet master, pulling the strings and really getting getting her to make certain decisions. I, and it seems like Agnes is one of them. Uh, you know, she kind of kept dropping hints about kids. And then the whole For the Children chanting. They threw on a charity show for kids. and Or, I'm sorry, a talent show for kids. And I don't know if anyone else noticed, there were no kids around. I don't think we've seen one kid yet in the entire show. So clearly, I, I believe it's clear that somehow Wanda's being manipulated to get herself pregnant, which obviously she does at the end of the show. Um, and I think we know in the trailers that she actually ends up having kids. Um, so th those are a couple of big things that kind of really nudge us forward uh, in the overall story and the overall mystery. <laughs> right along into episode three which was clearly a parody of the brady bunch uh and i will admit i've never been a huge fan of the brady bunch uh you know i watched a couple episodes here and there i watched the movies i mean they were entertaining for what it was but you know i guess by the time i was really starting to get into movies and tv shows and stuff like that that style was kind of long gone so it wasn't something that interested me too much um we do get more erratic behavior out of the neighbors and some of the other people who live in the town uh you know obviously you get the neighbor who's cutting through the cement wall and when vision pointed out to him he doesn't even stop he just kind of looks down smiling all all weird which was strange to me because it doesn't to me that doesn't really vibe with later on when he's talking to agnes Catherine hans character and vision walks up and he clearly wanted to tell him something and he clearly you know obviously they know more than they're letting on but, you know, if you're trying to hide it from vision, then why are you chainsawing or, I'm sorry, uh, hedging your way through your brick wall or cement wall, whatever it is? So that, you know, that's a little kind of off kilter, but I think that's kind of the point. You know, in one, in one scene, it's like they're under some sort of weird spell. In another scene, they're coherent and lucid. Um, I'm sure we'll get more answers to that uh, later on. Um, you know, I do find it curious that so far, it seems like from episodes one, two, and three, as the episodes go on, Vision and Wanda seem to be less and less concerned with using their powers or letting people know that they have powers. 
I mean, in this episode, Vision uses super speed to go get the doctor, throws him on his back, and uses super speed to come back. You know, and again, though, no one mentions it, no one talks about it. You know, a lot of weird stuff happened when Monica Rambo was in the house while Wanda was trying to hide the pregnancy. You know, it just seems like they're either getting worse and worse at it, or maybe the, the cracks of whatever's happening with reality are starting to show, and people just don't care, but Wanda and Vision don't seem to care as much either. And I'm wondering if it's there's a correlation. Wanda doesn't seem to care so much if everyone knows she's got powers, so everyone doesn't really care that much that she's got powers. Um... I, you know, we got a lot of a lot of bigger hints, I think, towards the overall mystery, which uh, uh, probably is why pe the Disney decided to release the first three episodes uh, to, you know, of streamers and reviewers and critics. You know, Monica, what was funny to me is Monica, Monica questioning Wanda about things that happened. It, the way the look on her face when Wanda started asking who she really was, it kind of it kind of seemed to me like she knows that. She isn't who she's saying she is, but she doesn't really know who she is. And to me, that kind of feeds into someone's manipulating them, pulling the strings for everybody, and maybe picking and choosing who still has their memory and who doesn't. Uh, Catherine Hahn's character, I believe, definitely has her memory, if not is involved with whoever's pulling the strings. Again, we don't know. Monica wearing the sword emblem, I guess, is supposed to tell us that she works for sword. Um, so far in these, in these episodes, it seems like sword is a little nefarious and... You kind of, they're the ones pulling the strings, but I want, I believe that they're watching Wanda because they know something's happening and something's manipulating her and they're trying to contain that before it gets out of hand. And maybe they sent Monica Rambo in to, you know, try and kind of, kind of help Wanda, try to maybe break her out of whatever spell she's under. If she's under a spell, that could explain why Catherine Hahn's character is there if she's playing the character that everyone thinks she is from the comics. Um, so there's a lot of questions out there, a lot of question marks, and, and you know, I'm sure there's going to be more and more answers. We have, I believe, five more episodes. I think it's eight altogether. So, you know, they're kind of running out of time. They need to start moving forward and giving us the answers. Um, having said that, though, this is Marvel, and we know that this show directly ties into Doctor Strange 2, so a lot of the answers probably won't be answered now. It'll be, you know, hinted at and finished off at a later, later date. Um, you know, and again, you know, we're pretty sure that Nick Fury was on a sword uh, station in space at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen that. So, I, you know, I, I refuse to... I don't believe that sword is bad. I believe that they're doing what they think is right. And unfortunately for Wanda, that means kind of locking her up in this town and kind of keeping a close eye on her. The same kind of situation she was in in Captain America Civil War. We know that didn't end well, so I doubt this is going to end well. Um, and then once again, the connections with the ads, th this time it was for Hydra Soap. So we had a, a Strucker watch with a Hydra logo, Hydra Soap, and a Stark Industries toaster. Uh, again, all direct connections to Wanda and her brother. Um, you know, we find out in this episode that she has twins, Billy and Tommy. And uh, just to kind of segue right into the uh, theories section. who's kind of looked online and looked into this a little bit has heard about Mephisto Mephisto. So he's essentially, for those who don't know, like the devil for the Marvel universe, uh, in the comic books. Um, you know, he's the one who gives ghost ghost rider his powers and makes it, you know, makes a deal with him in order for him to have his powers. Um, there's also a very big storyline with Mephisto and Spider-Man in the comic books. Um, 
which I think is going to lead in really could lead into this. If Marvel's going the route that everyone thinks uh, it could connect, um, you know, so again, I mentioned he's Mephisto is the devil uh, in the comic books and Dottie saying the devil's in the details and, and Agnes coming right back at him saying that's not all he's in. You know, does that mean Dottie maybe is Mephisto and maybe people know it. If, if Catherine Hahn is playing Agatha, the witch from the comic books, uh, then, you know, there were storylines where she was friends with Wanda Maybe she's there to try and help Wanda and try and protect her. Maybe she was trying to hint to Wanda who Dottie really is. Uh, some people think that Dottie is married to Mephisto or, be, uh, you know, her husband in the town is Mephisto and he hasn't shown himself yet. You know, we don't know if that's true. Um, you know, so in the comic books, for those who don't know, there's a storyline where Wanda, you know, Vision can't have kids because he's a robot. He can't get her pregnant. So Wanda essentially uses magic. She's tricked into using magic to create kids which is what's happening now. And in the comic books, she takes accidentally two pieces of Mephisto's soul to create her children. They live for a while. Eventually Mephisto finds out, hires somebody or gets one of his henchmen essentially to get those kids. And he races them from existence, which causes Wanda to go into a deep depression and go down a dark, dark path. And that directly leads into her wanting to, rid the world of mutants so you know side note for those who don't know wanda is actually a mutant in the comic books i don't you know in the show in the movies they didn't marvel didn't own the rights to x-men or the word mutants so they did it differently so who knows how that's going to play out um but she has the twins tommy and billy right at the end of the, of the episode uh it's very possible they're going that route she maybe she loses the kids because they're really a figment of her imagination and that loss after feeling the kind of love that she probably feels for these kids could send her down a dark path. Um, we know that Wanda, this WandaVision show is going to directly tie into Dr. Strange. I'm wondering if, if the kids are a figment of her imagination, it sends her down a dark path, causes her to cause some sort of issues with the multiverse, which is meant to be a running theme throughout phase four of the MCU. So her and Dr. Strange need to go, and either fix the problem she caused, maybe track down Mephisto. Um, we also know that Doctor Strange is going to be a major player in the next Spider-Man movie. So, from what I'm thinking is, from WandaVision, she teams up with Doctor Strange. They do what they got to do to try and track down Mephisto, or maybe track down the source of whatever's causing these problems, and that ends up being Mephisto. Um, but then that leads to some sort of tear in the multiverse, and, you know, if anyone's following the casting rumors, then you know that there's a lot of old school Spider-Man, excuse me, Spider-Man and Spider-Man characters that are going to be in the next Spider-Man movie. You know, big rumors about Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield coming back as their respective Spider-Man in the Spider-Man movie. Jamie Foxx has already confirmed to come back as the Shocker or his, I'm sorry, Electro. Um, uh, Alfred Molina is going to be coming back as his version of Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2, which is huge. Uh, I know that there's a rumor going around now that Dane DeHaan, who played the Green Goblin in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, the Andrew Garfield ones, is going to be coming back. Although he denies it, but, you know, that doesn't mean anything these days. Um, it's, it's a major, major movie. For anyone who has paid attention to so many other movies, uh, Sony has their own Spider-Verse going on. They have a movie coming out called, called Morbius. In that movie, we see Michael Keaton's character from Spider-Man Far From Home. And it's been confirmed that it's the same character. We also see in the background in an alleyway in one of the scenes uh, a mural, it looks like, of Spider-Man. And a lot of people pointed out that the costume didn't look like Tom Holland Spider-Man costume. It looked like one of the other two costumes. 
So I'm wondering if in the comic books there was a storyline where Spider-Man makes a deal with Mephisto to basically restore his secret identity and save Aunt May from dying. And by doing so, he loses his relationship with Mary Jane. And it was a, it was a big comic book, a big moment. He, his identity was outed in the comic books from America, Captain America Civil War. We know in the MCU it was outed by Mysterio in Far From Home. So what if, I'm wondering, he somehow makes another deal with Mephisto. That, that causes, causes some, some problems, problems, but by the end, end of the movie, Tom Holland is no longer part of our MCU. And he's almost kind of given back to Sony as part of the Spider-Verse, which would then allow him to interact, interact with Venom and Morbius and so on. It doesn't, doesn't explain how Michael Keaton's vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming is in that universe. But, I mean, we're talking multiverses, superheroes, and magic, so, you know, who knows what will happen. Um, I do think... The idea seems to be that instead of having one major villain for 10 years, kind of watching everything in the background until it's time to introduce him, uh, it, se- it almost seems like a better idea and kind of the way that Marvel's going, where you'll have one major villain who kind of is dealt with after three or four movies or TV shows. I think it's a genius idea if that's what they're doing because it almost allows them to tell these smaller stories with major impacts over the course of two to three TV shows and two to three movies. Um, And then they kind of move on. You know, in my my opinion, and, you know, people might not agree, let me know if you agree in the comments, but we're never going to get the same kind of impact or same kind of cinematic event that we got with Avengers Endgame. You know, that, that was 10 years in the making. It was something that's never been done before. There's no chance that it happens again. Um, not for a very, very long time. I think the best thing Marvel could do is tell smaller stories that are contained, kind of end them faster, uh, you know, every few years rather than a whole 10-year gap. Um, you're also not going to get a lot of actors who want to sign on to those kind of contracts. Um, they were, it was lucrative the first time, but, you know, it's going to be hard to repeat that kind of thing. So, as a, a you know a big person myself, um, I feel like I can't talk about these you know movies that I watch, the TV shows that I watch, or the you know the comic books that I read uh, without also talking about the snacks that I eat. Um, you know, there's nothing like having a good snack when you're sitting at home watching a movie, or you know if we ever get to go back to the theaters, uh, sitting in the theater watching a movie. So you know I'm gonna start every, on my Tuesday uh, episodes. I'm gonna do Cinema Suite of the Week. Uh, I'll give credit to my wife for coming up with that name. Uh, I'll also give her credit for coming up with the sweets because I'm not a good cook. She'll tell you that if you ever ask her. Uh, so this week, what we kind of what we snacked on over the weekend as we were watching WandaVision uh, was some Oral Redenbacher simply salted natural popcorn. Uh, you know, that's not enough for a big boy like me. So we went ahead and took some Nestle uh, milk chocolate chips and threw them right into the bowl, fresh out of the microwave, so that they wouldn't melt and get our hands nice and gooey as we were eating it. The little salt and sweet. Can't go wrong with that. Um, I would really like everyone's opinion. Please let me know what you guys think in the com- in the comments below. 
you know, if you liked this video, please like and subscribe. Leave some comments for future videos or future discussions you want to have. I have a lot of ideas rolling around in my head, but I can always use more ideas uh, from you guys. Uh, I want to know what your vi thoughts were. How do you guys like WandaVision? What were your thoughts in episodes one, two, and three? What were the things that I didn't mention? Some of the things that I missed. I'm sure I missed some. There's always tons of little details that you know I'm not gonna be able to see them all. And honestly, I only watched each episode a couple of times. Uh, you know, before it's all said and done, I'm sure I'll watch them a couple hundred more. Um, let me know how you think it ties in to the MCU going forward. Uh, what you think the plans are. Do you think Mephisto is coming? Do you think he's going to be the next Thanos for the next 10 years? Or like me, do you kind of think and do you kind of want them to have him be the bad guy for the next few movies, maybe the next two years, and then kind of end it and call it a day? Um, like and subscribe. Please give me some comments. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I'm going to be back uh, Sunday in the afternoon at some point. Uh, I have some uh, characters that are being introduced into the MCU over the next couple of years during phase four that I want to kind of introduce to anybody who don't who don't know who they are give you guys a background and a little history lesson on all of them um and then next Tuesday I will be here again I will be releasing a video on my thoughts on WandaVision episode four we'll talk about how it connects into episodes one two and three maybe I was right on some things maybe I was wrong on a lot of things most likely uh and don't forget I'm also going to be talking about the next cinema suite of the week next Tuesday um please let me know what you guys think have a great night and uh I'll see you next time. Bye.